Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Benza. I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast, where you can see videos of us slightly pink in the cheeks because we've been drinking by the time we film them. And insider uh, information, we always stand on the same side because those are our good sides. <laughs> those are our good sides. Um, and you can join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review if you don't mind. We appreciate it. And you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. This week, uh, we are chatting about the entire gang being present for the many, many Remembrance Day festivities. Um, then we have a little bit of prep work to do for the crown. Um, and the queen rode a horse. Yes, and that's going to be part of our tapas updates because yeah. we are continuing the joke because <laughs> we didn't receive feedback, but we thought it was great. So we're going to keep on using the same joke. It's just it's a very useful way to say that we have a little a lot of little bites to cover toward the end. Mm -hmm. um, but first, oh, we have a royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. It's an old bottle of wine that I opened last night and then I carried all the way here to the studio. I love having leftover wine. <laughs> to BH, it's not bad. It's a Gruner Veltliner, which we had to look up the pronunciation of. And we're drinking it in champagne flutes because that's what we found. Yeah, I found clean champagne flutes. That's what we're drinking it out of. It's delicious. It's very fancy. It's a very nice little white wine. Although it's confusing because it's very cold out. So I feel like we should be drinking red. So you're really be doing plenty, a number on my head. There'll be plenty of time for red. Also, we know from previous experience that you and I are a little dangerous when we record while drinking red wine. I drank red wine last night and I watched a movie about the financial crisis. And did you cry? No, but I'm like, banks. <laughs> banks. Shakes fist at sky. <laughs> um, okay. We have a listener email from Shay. Will you take this one? Sure. Um, the subject is J.C. Penney's royal visit. Mm. Yes. Please they, help us, Shay. They write, dearest royal highnesses. There mm -hmm. we are. That's yeah. right. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh -huh. That's one. Uh, <laughs> your episode from last week finally kicked my procrastination tendencies aside. We did something. We I, accomplished something. We really motivate people. Um, they continue. My grandparents met Prince Charles and Princess Diana during the royal visit in 1985. Wow. My grandfather was a top executive at J.C. Penney's and went down with my grandma from New York for that visit. We even have a videotape of them on the receiving line. Wow. Unfortunately, it was only after their deaths that we found the videotape, so I never got a chance to speak with them about that visit. Oh. There are so many things I wish I could have asked them before they died, but needless to say, that's near the top of the list. And then Shay wrote, when I studied abroad in London in 2013 during the Queen's Jubilee, I did get to see the Queen and Prince Philip in person. She came and opened the new wing at King's College, and I was able to see her and get some grainy photos of her from afar, and she had, she attached one of the photos. It is grainy, but it's still pretty good. It's, like, unmistakably her because she's wearing her little purse and her little hat. Mm -hmm. um, love the podcast and love both of you. It's so nice to get a weekly royal fix. Cheers, Shay. And then she said, P.S., can I send you some drinks? Anything I can messenger over? Gotta love that. I mean, we love getting stuff. But... I love mail, especially of the alcoholic variety. Caitlin, you've got mail. Oh, 
I don't. I rarely do. <laughs> I rarely do. <laughs> so it'd be nice. Thank you, Shay. Um, and then we have This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. It's a special birthday. Yes, it's Prince Charles's birthday. He was born on November 14th, 1948, which means he's turning, what's that, 71? 71, yes. You might remember from this time last year, there was a lot of, um, there was like a documentary about him turning 70. He was on a magazine cover. He gave a lot of interviews. Many parties lasting many months, or at least there was one garden party in the summer and then his birthday. Yes, but that was the one where we like saw Megan for the first time after the wedding and she, they had the little giggle together. She and Camilla. Yeah, with her little hand over her mouth. It was just really cute. Um, that's what I recall And from then it. the big um, family portrait with Louis. <gasps> oh, yeah, The accountant. That's right. The was that when he photo. made his accounting debut? Oh, it absolutely was. And that other photo, like the outtake of him grabbing um, Charles' nose was so cute. Um, so it's the one-year anniversary of that <laughs> and the 71st anniversary of him being born. Uh, we thought for the occasion uh, we would point out and discuss a little bit of his environmental charity work. I don't know if you can even call it charity, his environmental striving, really. Yeah, um, that's something that we actually respect that uh, really respect that he does. Um, we are really um, interested in the environment yes. and sustainability. <laughs> and he has been a champion of both of those causes for the past 40 years. Um, he has worked on, promoted, spearheaded causes that address important environmental um, global challenges like climate change, deforestation, and ocean pollution. We don't know what we're quoting. This is just a printout that it's we have. It's from EcoAge. Which oh, I believe you're was right. the, it is there. Yes, exactly. Ooh, an environmental website. Yes. Yeah, so some of his initiatives have included the campaign for wool, which drove the awareness of the environmental benefits of wool. Not really a hard sell on the British people because they love their wool. That's how they survive the winters. Um, but he also had the Prince's Rainforest Project and the Prince's Trust. In fact, he's contributed so much to awareness of environmental issues that he was awarded the 2017 GCC Global Leader of Change Award for the Betterment of Humanity. So he was was talking out about this at a time when really nobody was, when it was seen as like maybe a hippy-dippy cause. And now, of course, everyone is talking about it. So I think it's really incredible that he has done this throughout his adult life. And he's still doing it. I mean, at his own home, there are solar panels installed on the roof of Clarence House. Like, he really puts his money where his mouth is. And I think it's incredible. I also like that he uses wood chip boilers, air source heat pumps, and uh, than other green electricity. Yeah, it's amazing. So, And you can tell that this is something he's really instilled on his sons because they are both very passionate about the environment as well. Yes. And so this is, I think this is a nice thing that he does and I like it. Yes. So happy, happy birthday to Prince Charles. 71. Man, oh man. Man, oh man. Man, oh man. Um, and then we have uh, the Remembrance Day festivities. So, man, there were so many of these that we had to do one of our one of our trusty outlines. Actually, we found two legal pads. Yeah, we found legal pads, and we have been taking so many notes so that we do not mess this up. I feel like I'm a lawyer. It's I. We might still mess it it's up. It's like legitimately a yellow pad. Yeah, we'll and do. And it says the legal pad at the top. <laughs> we'll do our best. Um, so some of the festivities kicked off with, uh, well, a much more informal affair, but the Sussexes met with military families, uh, like a very casual coffee morning in Windsor. I'm calling it a coffee morning. 
that's not a term I'm familiar with, but it's what the Sussex account called it on their own Instagram. Sounds like every morning of my life. Yeah, a coffee morning. Like, and if there's no coffee, then it's a bad morning. It's a bad morning. So, of course, uh, Megan and Harry met with some families there. You've seen the videos on their Instagram account. I love this event because they had truly kids crawling all over them, you yes. know? Yes, and we've said this so many times, but this is when this generation of royals, like, really shines whenever they're around children. You just get to see their, like, real personalities. And yes. they're, they're just, like, so loving with these kids, and it's very sweet. And so I think the moment that got picked up, because obviously there's always something that, like, makes headlines, was when Megan was chatting with a young girl who yes. had some teeth. Yes. <laughs> and she said that Archie also has some teeth, like two little teeth. Yeah, you can see it in the video that was the sort of montage video that was put on Sussex Royal uh, on their Instagram. She goes, oh, look at you have two teeth. And she's like, Archie has two teeth right there. So we got a little Archie update. It's very cute. I'm so happy for his teeth. Also, she does that. Um, she's talking to this child squatting down. They're both squatting down. Do you think that they're taught that in like royal school, the ability to squat down for that long? It looks extremely painful to me and also the ladies when Kate and Megan do it they're always in heels and I'm like that's hard to do that requires a lot of quad strength well I think also if you like work out regularly which neither of us do what are you trying to say I'm not shaming you I'm shaming both of us I see I see so so it's like it's just a it's a fact but I think (laughs) like they both are very fit and very health oriented and by fit I mean like in shape I don't mean like the British like hot fit is that what that okay sure yeah when Um, you say like someone's fit it's like oh he's fit oh like it would be inappropriate to say that about a coworker, for example. I honestly don't know what's appropriate. I just I've, <laughs> I just com- come off of working in women's media. Like I don't know. Don't comment on your coworkers' looks. I think is a good rule of thumb. Wow, we've really sidetracked from Remembrance the, Day. The point is, I think it's really hard to squat down and talk to children, and that's all they do. So I'm very impressed by that skill. Um, so the next day, we saw the Sussexes again because they made their trip to the Field of Remembrance at Westminster Abbey, um, and so that's where you saw Megan in the uh, the navy coat, the wrap coat. With um, the ultra glam fascinator. Yes. Navy. Oh, my God. So glam. I'll say at the outset of this Remembrance Day chat that um, it always feels a little weird to talk about fashion at these very somber events that are to honor um, the armed forces and people who have passed away during, you know, have sacrificed their lives. But it is what it is. And it also draws attention to the events. So it is doing some work there. Also, I think everyone knows our podcast is meant to be fun and lighthearted. So while we um, really respect and appreciate the enormity of these events, we are going to chat about the fashion. Yeah, we're going to we're going to chat about that stuff. I mean, she looked super, super, super great. I know some people really hate the combination of navy and black together, but I have always been a navy black person. I love it together. I just think it's like so sharp. Yeah, I thought the whole look was extremely great. The coat was navy, and I believe the hat and the little veil were navy. And then, yeah, she had some black, from what I could tell, black accessories. I wasn't there standing in front of her, so I couldn't do the color test. But, but. it's it's also hard because at an event that we'll reference in a moment, um, people were saying that certain outfits were navy. But then I was seeing um, many of the wonderful fashion bloggers that we follow being like, no, that's just how the lighting is there. And like, that's what it's like when you're photographing, like this person is wearing black. She's not wearing it. Yeah, it was kind of hard to tell. Um, So that was happening. um, And we saw Harry laying the wreath. And then on the same day, uh, Kate and William were also out and about. They're at the launch of the National Emergencies Trust, which is an independent charity to help disasters um, around the UK. Yes. And William... um, William. 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 Um, he mentioned that, you know, uh, 
things like the London Bridge attack, Grenfell Tower fire and Manchester attack, those are all sort of like hopefully things that wouldn't happen again. But if something so tragic like that should happen, that's something that this charity could help. Yes, exactly. Um, So that was also the event where we saw Kate wore um, a blue dress. It looked pretty much like a lot of the clothes that she wears. It was a very Kate outfit. Very, very Kate outfit. Um, The blue like fit and flare with a belt. Um, She had a striking blowout. It was had a lot of body. Yeah. It was a great look. Um, So that was a lovely event. And of course, they were wearing their poppies um, because it was Remembrance day week really um and then let's see then the next day um again really at the whole younger gang were out every single day which um, is really amazing i really admire how much they um really support yeah troops you know? of course absolutely and so the next day william attended um the london's air ambulance special gala it was their 30th anniversary um and meanwhile prince harry was having a very special event himself harry partnered with hiv positive rugby player gareth thomas to raise awareness for national hiv testing week which is um the week of november 16th so it's kind Coming up. But one thing that's so remarkable about this is the fact that not only has Harry been such an advocate for HIV awareness and for eradicating the stigma of the virus for so long, but it's also such a continuation of his mother's legacy. I just yeah. I think that's so special because obviously like she did so much for um just normal I mean yeah, absolutely. Like normalizing, normalizing it. it. Yeah, like normalizing it. Hugging HIV patients, showing them kindness, treating them like people as they are people. And yes. So I think it's really lovely that this is something that he's passionate about and still works on. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago he had an event where he, you know, filmed himself getting an HIV test and like then pricking his finger. Wasn't it with Rihanna? It was with Rihanna. <laughs> it's a really great way to bring attention to a cause is to have Prince Harry and Rihanna hanging out and discussing the same thing. Two people I will always pay attention to. Absolutely. So that was happening on Friday. Um, And then over the weekend, of course, um, we had the entire royal family um, at Royal Albert Hall for the Festival of Remembrance um, this year focused on World War II. And so, of course, you know, you saw the shot, I'm sure, of the balcony with Queen Elizabeth was, I mean, I don't need to name them because you know the whole gang. Um, Queen Elizabeth is the queen. (laughs) (laughs) She's the really, really important one. Um, But yeah, they were all there um again fashion is strange to talk about but kate was wearing that like very wide boat neck um dress with a zara headband (laughs) oh my god how did we do that (laughs) there are certain things that uh when i see them i just think i want to text elizabeth holmes that's me bragging that i have elizabeth holmes's phone number but i think that's also (laughs) she's got like over 100,000 followers. So I think yes. that over 100,000 people have that same thought where they're like, yeah. oh, Elizabeth. Like, she'll be so excited about this because um, our friend E. Holmes, friend of the pod, um, if you're not following her on Insta, what are you doing? At E. Holmes, uh, she loves posting about headbands. And so, of course, Kate wore a headband that was very affordable. So that was a very special choice for her. And then Megan wore a much fuller dress. It was like really interesting for her. It looked very vintage. Very vintage. It was um, like a brocade, very heavy material with a sort of a floral pattern. But I really liked the wide neck. And while I'm mentioning Elizabeth Holmes, I really liked her interpretation of that look because, you know, Megan wears her hair pulled back often. It's one of her go-to hairstyles. But when she had the pulled back hair with the really wide neck, she just, and her face, her makeup was, you know, very simple. She just looked like very angelic, very majestic. It looked a lot like, um, 
her speech at the UN before she even met Harry. Yes, absolutely. The UN women's speech. The styling felt very similar, that same sort of neckline. So I just felt like both of um, our younger ladies wore things that looked, I don't know, very regal and drew, drew attention to them in the best possible way. And then there was also the Remembrance Day service, um, and that was on Sunday. Yes. And it was outdoors, and they were on balconies, and there were so many headlines like, why are they on different, like, why are they not together? Why are they apart? Because obviously it was the queen next to Kate and Camilla because they're like the three queens slash queen they're consorts. The, they're the senior most members of the royal family. Of like Senior women. most uh, women of the royal family. And um, then you had uh, Megan next to Sophie, was it? Yeah, Sophie of Essex. And yeah. so, but I don't think, I mean, I'm sure that the tabloids probably had some insane stuff, but the headlines I saw weren't necessarily like, oh my God, scandal, they're not together. But it was just like a preemptive explainer. Like, here's why they're not standing together and it's totally fine. Yeah, um, I don't, like, I guess I understand the inclination to be like, I want to see Megan and Kate standing near each other. I want to see them like whispering to each other. I want to see friendship or whatever. But it's just not how these kinds of things are done, especially at such an incredibly formal occasion like Remembrance Day festivities. Um, You know, they are seated in order of seniority. So that's why you don't see Megan or Harry very close to the center, just mm-hmm. what it is, you know. Um, if they want to text each other, they can text each other in the balcony. Uh, again, probably not doing that because it's a very formal affair. And they both look lovely. Um, Stella McCartney took credit for um, Megan's dress. And I saw, I just was creeping on Twitter, and I saw um, Christine from Megan's Mirror and Elizabeth Holmes kind of chatting about how, while it looks a lot like um, Stella, the band, like the... Belt. The belt was a little bit different from the um, the runway runway one, huh? mm-hmm. or yeah. really fashion look. So, <laughs> and it does it looks similar, but just looks like a little bit of a different belt. But um, Megan's hat just looked very Audrey Hepburn. Yes, I loved the wide rimmed hat. Yeah, somebody pointed out in the Facebook group that it really looks like the opening look from Breakfast at Tiffany's. That style of hat. Um, so that was really an incredible look. And then Kate wore an Alexander McQueen coat because, of course, um, it looked really military inspired. Um, that. You know, she wears, they all wear essentially the same thing every year, right? It's you wear a black coat because the Sunday of the week is for the day of people who passed away in the war. So Mm -hmm. it's the most somber occasion, um, you know, celebrating people who paid the ultimate sacrifice um, when serving the country. So it's a very somber affair. But Kate was, you know, it always looks essentially the same. But this time it was like very military inspired, the, the decor on the bodice. I thought she looked really striking. Yeah, it was really, it was quite a look and then she accessorized very interestingly she wore um a brooch that is the hold on i had it code breakers thank you the code breakers uh brooch um and i know that brooches are a very popular topic in our facebook group so i'm sure everyone appreciated this um but it's a of course they were all wearing poppies because that is the the symbol of remembering the armed forces but this one in particular this one is only 30 pounds and it's uh was released earlier this year to honor the 13,000 30 men- pounds money 30 pounds yeah oh okay i was like that's heavy <laughs> no sorry i mean it was only 30 pounds so probably mm, 35 dollars um but it's to honor the 13,000 men and women on the bletchley park role of honor um, who helped decipher the secrets of the German Enigma machine. How cool. And of course, Kate's grandmother, her paternal grandmother, was one of those code breakers. So that's a special meaning for her. What a cool grandma. My grandma was a Rosie the Riveter. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Lisa just gave a little proud shoulder shake. <laughs> um, I love that. And so, she's 101. I know that. 
I love Grandma Ryan. <laughs> I hope to meet her one day. Um, so yeah, that was a really just very, very special occasion. I think that brings us to the end of our Remembrance Day chat, unless there's anything else you can think of. Nope. I think that's it. So cool. now on to the crown. Yes. So tell me what to talk about. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Aside um, from my joy and excitement that by the time our, we record next week, I will have these episodes in my clutches. Okay. So obviously both seasons of The Crown that have been released thus far um, came out before this podcast launched. Unbelievable. And so we have shared our joy as people who have watched them over and over again. Yes. But we did not get to share our joy as people who are watching them for the first time. And I just remember feeling like, oh, my God, this is grand. This is amazing. And then also kind of having... Like, oh, my God, Claire Foy is, like, really pretty. I know. I'm going to miss her a lot, honestly. Yeah. So, okay. Let's say what we're excited to see. Because, obviously, I th- I mean, it feels weird to even have to kind of introduce some of these things because I'm confident that everyone who's listening has, like, read all the explainers on Town & Country. Yes. But um, this year, there's a new cast because the youngins have – they're too young. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm sure you guys all know this, but the plan for this show always, Peter Morgan's plan was that he would change out the actors instead of aging them up, which I think is a really interesting creative choice. So we're going to have to see, like, I know. what Helen— I watch This Is Us. <laughs> I see Mandy Moore. It's, it can be a little awkward. So I'm, I'm happy to see that he's, you know, facing that challenge this way. Um, so we'll see Helena Bottom Carter as Princess Margaret and Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth. Just Bias thrilling. Menzies, which sounds like Menza, which is thrilling for me. Um, the tagline for this season is Times Change, Duty Endures. And of course, we had the times they are a change in, in the trailer. Bob Dylan. So here's what I'm excited about. Um, those two actresses, of course. Um, the fact that it's the 1960s to see the tension of, because I feel like the conversation of is the monarchy out of date is a conversation that's been happening in every single Royals movie or TV show that I've ever watched, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's an ongoing conversation, but especially meaningful in the 60s. Um, I'm excited for the 60s costumes. What we've seen so far has like been... pillbox hats. The pillbox hats. I'm just so excited for all of that. Um, and I'm really excited for the teen, the slightly older teenage versions of Princess Anne and Prince Charles. Yes, I'm particularly excited to see the Charles stuff because everything I'm reading makes it sound like there's going to be a lot of drama. Yes. And God, gotta love it. I'm really ready for that. Oh, and Camilla. I'm excited to see how they introduce Camilla and how we don't know how much they're going to get into that. Yes, because they're also filming season four. And so we've like seen some pictures of them filming with Diana, but we believe that to be season four, not season three. Exactly. But um, I'm, I think more than anything, um, I'm, other than the Charles drama, I'm just excited to see Olivia Coleman. She yes. just makes me happy. Even when she's on Broadchurch investigating like, horrible crimes happening to children. Um, I just see her face and like, oh, my friend Olivia. Exactly. Oh, I did love Broadchurch as well. Um, yeah, so we finally, we're finally here. It's like a kid on Christmas morning. I know, but now we have to say goodbye to some of our friends. And this was the part of the show where Caitlin and I were going to queue up Enya, <laughs> but then we learned how rights work. So we're we, really, <laughs> we really wanted to play one of the sad Enya songs. That we're not even going to recreate because I can't, we don't know. I certainly can't sing it. I mean, we all know the tune. <laughs> like, just think about the Enya song that would like you would play in a montage <laughs> saying goodbye to your favorite characters. Saying goodbye to Claire Foy and Victoria Kirby and Matt smith and all these incredibly talented people i'll miss them a lot i know but at least we'll see claire on the stamp 
Remember the stamp? Oh, yeah, that moment of like, I hardly recognize myself. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, meta moment, breaking the fourth wall. I do love Vanessa Kirby, though. I know. She's so good. I hope she does more stuff. I never saw that like Tom Cruise action, Mission Impossible, whatever, whatever. I saw her in something, but I I love her. But was it that? I I have my limits. Um, So, yeah, we're finally here, Lisa. (laughs) We've made it. I'm so, so happy. Caitlin, how are you going to watch? Because I thought about this and I was like, should we watch together? But I live in Brooklyn and you live in the Upper East Side, so I don't know how it would happen. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I also, my concern is like, how am I going to pace myself? Should I pace myself? I have Should no I discipline. I would love to pace myself because how nice to like have like joyful things that happen over the course of several days. Yeah. But I don't know. And the show is also very heavy. Like there's a lot to take in, like the costumes and the music and everything. So I don't want to just like be on my phone the whole time, which is a very bad TV watching habit that I have. And I'm sure lots of other people do too. I thought about having you to my apartment, but I have a love seat in the tiny studio. Lisa and I both live in New York City, but we live something like an hour and 15 minutes apart. I know. So I'm always like, (laughs) because that's how that works. If I ever see you on a weekend, I'm like, oh my God. It's really a lot of effort. Um, But it's happening. The crown is happening. Congratulations, guys. We made it. We'll just be texting. We'll just be texting per usual. Um, Okay. So tapas time. Tapas. I hope everyone loves this joke. (laughs) So what do we have to discuss? Discuss. Okay, the first the first thing we're going to gobble on right here is the most important thing, I think. Um, <laughs> I love this headline. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Please, please. Still riding at 93, Queen Elizabeth heads out on horseback after Remembrance Weekend. Remember how at the top of this episode we discussed how I have no quad strength and can't do basic exercise? Here we have somebody <laughs> born in the 1920s who's still out there riding a horse. And if you haven't seen the photos, I deeply, deeply recommend you look them up. She is riding a giant horse. She's obviously by herself. She's wearing the scarf on her head with cool sunglasses and an, a really kind of intimidating-looking coat. She pants. Just, she's wearing pants. She's wearing pants. You just want to, like, get out of her way. Yeah. As always, she is her happiest when on a horse, but she also looks very no-nonsense in these photos. And it's just, it's the best. I think that's really amazing. Like, 93 still on a horse. My God. At 32, I'd be like, I'm too old. It's scary to climb up that high. And also, like, oh, God. I think I might need to change my avatar on Slack. This is my (laughs) new image. This is my new avatar and everything. It's so stoic. It's so... It's just, this is exactly how I want to think of her. And this is my new default Queen Elizabeth photo in my brain. Um, So that's just fantastic, right? So she already had such a big packed weekend with all the Remembrance Day stuff, and this is what she does the very next day. That's how she relaxes. It's how she's happy. That's that's Liz for you. That's Liz for you. Um, and then speaking of people who do not relax, the Cambridges uh, were out and about right after Remembrance Day as well. They went to an event for a crisis text line that they work on with the Sussexes or that they um, at least champion with the Sussexes. It's Shout and it was an event for volunteers to recognize and celebrate their dedication to supporting people in crisis. Shout was launched by the Cambridges and the Sussexes in May this year. And it has volunteers all across the UK, and they offer the 24-7 support service for anybody in, you know, a moment of crisis. Yes, and uh, we have the town and country right up in front of us. And so they only launched uh, earlier this year, but they already have some figures um, about who's contacting the text line. 75% of people who have called or uh, rather texted in are under 25. And the most frequent subject that they are raising in those conversations are about suicide. So it's really there for people in need who are, you know, at a height of a crisis or anybody who needs someone to talk to. So all those people who text in um, are reaching volunteers. So William and Kate were there to thank the volunteers and to celebrate all their efforts so far. Um, 
And that was also, in case you didn't see it, that was the event where Kate wore maroon pants and a really cute blazer. A blazer by Smythe, which is a Canadian yes. brand that um, Megan wears, but Kate also wore when she was in Canada for their first tour together. Um, Kate and Will. Yeah. And in total this week, all the looks that we saw from the two uh Young Duchesses were all of their, like, greatest hits, you know, Smythe, Stella McCartney, Alexander McQueen, like, all mm -hmm. the go-tos. Um, so that was a really beautiful event. Um, and meanwhile, we already discussed how um, Henry, Henry, <laughs> oh my gosh, where did that even come from? How Harry and Meghan uh, met with military families at that coffee morning. Two of the moms who were at that event, of course, gave interviews to the press, and they talked about how Harry was asking them a lot of questions about what it's like to have a second child. He wanted to know about the dynamics and things like that. So, of course, the headline was, like, Harry wants advice about having a second child. I mean, I'm just going to say now we're entering a stage where, like, there's going to be nonstop speculation about when their second child arrives, which is bonkers to me because they have a five-month-old or six-month-old baby. Like, to have that pressure on them to have another baby right away is a little crazy. Maybe they want to. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, so I just think we're going to be seeing tons of updates of like, mm, Megan touched her own waist, so she must be pregnant. It's just like a little tiresome. We're only going to talk about it when it's like it comes from their mouths, you know, like it's expressed clearly because it's just so gossipy. I don't know. Yeah. I also obviously, obviously, as we discussed this time last year um, or earlier last year, I hate speculating about whether or not a woman is pregnant. It's just like inappropriate on a whole bunch of levels. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so Harry was asking about what it's like to have two children. Love it. I'll take it. We love it. Sure. Um, so that was that. And before we adjourn the royal pod, shall we do some highs and lows? Lows and highs? It's time for the royal highs and lows. So what do you have as a low? Do you have a low? It's a happy time. It was a good week. Really solid week of events. My low will be... Dun, dun, dun. My low will be that I don't have enough time to rewatch the entirety of The Crown before <laughs> it comes back on Sunday. Just because I would love to be watching it like fresh and it's been many days since I've watched it. Yeah, my low is that we live um, four miles, but an hour and 15 minutes apart. Could truly walk. Honestly, people, I don't know if you know this, but the subway here does not work. It doesn't work. Um, so yeah, my low is I don't know how we're going to watch and I don't know how we're going to watch together, but the time is finally here. Um, we can FaceTime each other. My boyfriend did that the other day when I um, <laughs> wanted to watch 60 Minutes, but I didn't have an antenna to watch CBS. <laughs> and so he FaceTimed me and so I could watch 60 Minutes on his That is <laughs> the dorkiest thing you've ever said. And that's really, really, really saying something. I'm so Aww. proud to know you. Uh, what is your high? My high is absolutely the queen on that horse. I am like, Elizabeth, get on that horse. You get on all the horses you want. You keep being around these horses. I love how much she loves horses. I love how happy they make her. And I love how serious and like boss she looked on that horse. Yeah, love that. Um, my high is that uh, Hillary Clinton has been out and about promoting a book that she wrote uh, with her daughter Chelsea. And when she did an interview with BBC Radio 5, um, they asked her about Meghan Markle. And of course, she just said, oh my God, I want to hug her. I feel as a mother, I just want to put my arms around her. Um, 
she's made her own way in the world, then she falls in love and he falls in love with her and everybody should be celebrating that because it is a true love story. You can just look at them and see that. Um, so she's the latest to, of course, um, defend Meghan Markle against the haters. Um, you might feel differently about Hillary Clinton. I know she could be a divisive figure, but I, it's my high. I was warm. My heart was warmed by that because again, how can you not react that way when you hear about Meghan Markle suffering? So mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. Um, so you can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here's a real review from Catherine of Manchester. Will you read it? Her subject line is a tad bit hyperbolic, I will admit. <laughs> um, she says the best podcast ever made. Like, really? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, but really? Um, she writes... Uh, when a new RO drops every Thursday, it's the highlight of my week. The girls keep it light, fun, and have me laughing out loud. I love the positivity. I hope this podcast lasts forever because it brings me so much joy. I mean, we hope it lasts forever. Too. I hope so, too, because I really enjoy it. Oh, that reminds me. I'm really proud to say that Man Repeller named us one of the most addicting podcasts. Yes, and they put a question mark next to us, which meant weird slash unique. <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend checking out Man Repeller. They did a rundown. Like They made this amazing graphic of some of their favorite podcasts, and we were on there in the lifestyle pop culture category, um, but it was based on their readers recommend- recommending the show. So thank you to whoever did that. Um, and basically every podcast we listen is also on that list. Oh, my God. We were on there with, like, The Daily and Keep It and Who Weekly and all these shows that we As I've said before, Michael Barbaro, you're welcome to join. (laughs) Just made me really emotional. So thank you guys for doing that. Um, You can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Where can people – I didn't even finish the glass of Gruner, and here I am. (laughs) Where can people follow you, Lisa? I'm Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. And Caitlin, where can we follow you? Uh, at heykmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my writing at caitlinmenza.com. Very nice. And until next week. <laughs> Sorry, it's my Borat impression. <laughs> until next week when we ha- will have seen episodes of The Crown. Probably all of them. Probably all of them. God save the pod. God save it. <laughs> God save us. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.